0: Hey, thanks for downloading this week's podcast from Relevant Church. We are so thrilled and excited to see what God has planned for your life through this message. We know you're going to enjoy it. Sit back, relax. God bless. John chapter 14 is where we're going to be this morning. I just want to thank you again for being with us this morning. Today is a little bit different in that I just want to share some thoughts and ideas that, that God's been working on me about. Last week, I, I shared with you that this year, our theme is greater. I want greater. I want to serve God in a greater capacity. Who, who else is with me? I want to see God do greater things in my life, in my marriage, in my ministry, in my family. I want to see greater things happen. And so that is our theme. Last year, our theme was crown the year with your goodness. And we declared that, that 2013 was going to be a banner year. And we have seen things happen in our ministry in individual lives here that are amazing. I mean, if you really could, could rewind time and, and, and be able to stand where we're standing now and, and, and go back in time and, and see what God has done, you'd freak, faint, and fall out because there's so much. That he has done. Ursel was working out the, uh, the video for the year-end uh, review. I wish he would have played it this morning, but <clears throat> it wasn't on schedule to do that. But um, when he was putting that together, he sent me a text message, and he was like, dude, I'm, I'm here crying, looking at all the different footage from what we've done, what we've experienced this year. There's so much. You'd never think that we've done all these things or seen God do all this stuff in this short period of time. It seems as if it's been a lifetime of things that have gone on here at Relevant Church. and. And, and as I looked at the video, I was like, oh, my goodness, yeah, we did do that. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. We, we did give away two cars uh, for Mother's Day. Yes, we did see so many people get baptized. Yes, we did feed over 100 people Thanksgiving turkeys. Yes, we did just open up a thrift store. Yes, we did do all these things. And And a year ago, it sounded as if we were crazy to even talk about it. And so it was a banner year, but 2014, God's calling us, for greater, Amen, Amen. So, if you'll turn to John chapter fourteen, verse twelve, is where we're going to just kind of land on, and I have about five ideas I want to uh, share with you this morning. Um, before we get into that, being a father is great. Uh, it's amazing. I've 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 already come up with a nickname for my son. His name is Spray Jackson. Spray Jackson. The reason why we call him Spray, because, and Jackson, just because Jackson's a cool last name, but Spray, because when you're about to change his diapers, (laughs) and you take off that diaper, Spray. (laughs) The other day, he sprayed me all over my shirt. And it took me so long to, to, uh, to change the diaper that the spray had already just kind of dried up. My wife was like, aren't you going to change your shirt? I'm like, no, my son's spray is on me. <laughs> I'm experiencing love on a whole nother level, y'all. I mean, I'm serious. Like, before I used to judge you guys. Those of you who are parents, I would see you like post pictures like, oh, my gosh, he's so cute. Look at him. He has a Cheerio stuck to his nose. Oh, so cute. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is unhealthy. They need counseling. need some deep prayer or something to cast out that demon that's like, you know, possessing them to think that that's cute, you know. Now I'm experiencing a sting type of love, you know, every breath you take. You know, baby's sleeping, and I'm over here just watching him. <sighs> Putting my head close to, yep, he's still breathing. <laughs> Laying down, sleeping for five minutes, waking up, okay, I think I heard a move or something. It's, it's just unhealthy, you know. It's awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. Pauline, as I was driving to, a, to church this morning, she, she sent me a text of a video I took yesterday when he was sleeping. And says, you should show them this video. And I'm like, I will not do that this Sunday. <laughs> I'll wait till next Sunday, you know. Because I I always just look at those pastors who every Sunday would show pictures of their kids. You know, I'm like, I'm never gonna do that. I want to now. <laughs> Anyways, John chapter fourteen, verse twelve. Mom is doing great. Baby's doing awesome. We're in love, and uh, it's it's going good. John fourteen, verse twelve, and I'll pray and we'll jump right in. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your promises in your word to, to accomplish exactly what you set out to do in your word. Lord, we thank you that you don't give us empty promises, empty, empty ideas, Lord. But everything, everything you say in your word is, is personal to us, individual to us, and it's pregnant with possibility and destiny for our lives. So, Lord, I ask that we would capture everything that you have for us this morning. And Lord, as you're blessing us here at Relevant, I ask that you bless all the other churches throughout the Inland Empire and even Orange County who are preaching your gospel, Lord. We, we lift up Harvest, we lift up the Grove and Sandals and Calvary Chapel, the Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterians, the Catholics, uh, Seventh-day Adventists. Lord, we just thank you so much that there's diversity in your body that you are calling people through all these different churches, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone says, Amen. John 14, verse 12, is Jesus saying, making a statement in the middle of many other words that he's been speaking. He says, truly, truly, or amen, amen, I say to you, whoever, everyone say whoever, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you now, in John chapter fourteen, what has happened here is that is that Jesus has has opened up in, in, in fourteen verse one saying, "Let not your heart be troubled, believe in God, believe also in me i in my father's house are many mansions, I would not have told you unless it was so, and I'm going to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you too can be, and then he goes on to say other things, and then he gets to this place he says he says, listen um the, the things that you've seen me do, I, I, I trust me on this. Believe me on this. You can bank this. You can take this to the bank and it will cash. Whoever believes in me will also do the things that I do. And I tell you this, greater works than these that you've seen will that person do. That statement is a statement that, that, that bothers me. It's a statement that should que- make you question your life as a believer. It's one of those things that makes you question the type of church you're attending. I, um, I, have, I have problems with, with this text because, and, and when we get to John chapter 14 in our verse-by-verse study, probably in the year 2015, because uh, we are technically in John chapter 5 in our verse-by-verse study of the book of John. And uh, I'm kind of jumping ahead here just to deal with this text. I won't deal with it exegetically. I just want to pull out a couple ideas from it. The problem with this text for me is that in John chapter 2, or ch- chapter two, Jesus has turned water into wine. In John chapter 3, he heals the official son telepathically. He doesn't even go and lay a hand. He doesn't do any type of like, you know, picking up some mud and making a, a little mud pie and then putting it on him. He doesn't do anything. It's kind of like, do-do-do-do-do, healed. In John... Chapter 5 there's a man who's been an invalid for 38 years who hasn't walked who's at the pool of Bethesda and, and 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 Jesus tells him to pick up his mat and walk and for the first time in 38 years this man walks Then there's another guy one of Jesus' best friends Lazarus who dies 4 days later Jesus says look man we've been We've been roasting this ham, man. You need to wake up and eat with us. Raises Lazarus from the dead. He feeds 5,000 people, 5,000 men, 20,000 if you include women and children. And then he lands on John chapter 14 and says, listen, guys, greater works than these will you do. And you kind of look at each other and say, uh oh. Yeah, I... I've tried turning water into grape juice. It didn't work. You know, I put the powder in, turn it into Kool-Aid, but you know. Makes a statement and it's 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 a pregnant statement. It's an invitation for us to walk in a higher calling. It's an invitation for us to fulfill the purposes that God has for us. But it's also one of those things that make you question, like, really? Is this really true? And I think perhaps, perhaps some of you are like me. See, I grew up in Bering Springs, Michigan, and I used to go to the library when I was in elementary school. And there was this magazine that I used to love called Boy's Life. Anyone know what I'm talking about? I've got like four of you because we're the four nerds here. The rest of y'all are reading like, you know, Muscle Man or something. I don't know. But I'd I'd read Boy's Life, and at the back of the magazine, there was this little cartoon of of a guy named Joe. And Joe was skinny, like me at that time. But Joe ordered this stuff from the magazine. That, that, that in 30 days promised him to, to make him a strong man. And so you see the cartoon, and then 30 days later, Joe's like big and bulky, and he's got a girlfriend. I'm like, man, I'm ordering this. And you know like how you had to cut out the little order thing, and it was like this small, but you had to fill all your information in it and, and trust that if you put that in the mail, co- you guys don't know anything about that. This was before the internet, all right? And I filled that out, and I'd send it, and, and, and months would go by, and nothing came in the mail. I never saw the results of Muscle Man Joe. Later on, there was a commercial on TV about milk. And there was, you remember the commercial? Some of you guys don't remember this commercial, uh, this classic commercial. A small man, he's just a young, young boy. He's like, you know, he's, he's there and he's like, you know, he's skinny, he's scrawny, a little nerdy. And, 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 and he says, but I'm drinking milk. And one day, and then you see his grown body and he's like, you know, super cool and everything. And, and I drank milk and look at me now. <laughs> you saw the commercials, Pantene Pro-V, you put this in your hair and you're going to be awesome. You're going to be running on the beach and your hair is going to be like, oh. Nothing has changed with all these promises that you've received. You've tried everything. You've you've, you've, you've received that email that says that if you send this to 10 of your friends, Bill Gates is going to send you a computer and you're still waiting. So when you come to texts like this where Jesus is like, yo, I've walked on water. I've fed 20,000 people with a happy meal. I've raised someone from the dead. But if you believe in me, You'll also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will you do. I'm not going to give you an answer to that. You'll have to wait to 2014 to, to, for us to get to the verse-by-verse study of this. What I want to do this morning is let you know that, that, that this invitation to the greater works is an invitation that, that you can bank on, that God has called you. This is the sense of destiny that he wants you to, to carry with you into 2014, into 2016, into the rest of your life. He's called you to a greater calling. And many people disqualify themselves before they even start based on whatever they've experienced in the past, or their predisposition to just thinking that they're a failure. God's called you to a greater calling, and and you and you, you you don't ever walk in it because you, you say that you can't do it because this, because that, because this, because, and you have a lot of becauses, and then at the end of the year, you look at yourself and you say, well, I should have, I should have, I should have done this, I should have done that, and then you should yourself because you didn't do it. Thing is, this when I look at the, 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 the body of scripture, I find that God hardly ever calls qualified people. The only person who was qualified that was used by God was God Himself in the person of Jesus. David, his own father would not bring him to the lineup to be anointed king. Moses was a stutterer. you go back and you look at all these different people, I, I think of the story of, of Elisha becoming uh, uh, anointed as, uh, receiving the mantle to become the next great prophet of Israel. And and, and Elisha was, was it says in, in, in 1 Kings chapter 19 that he was with a team of 12 oxen and he was a 12th man uh, in, in the very back. He was not the one first. Every day, every day that Elisha woke up, he went and he was the 12th man in a team of oxen. His view was the backside of an oxen day in day out that's what he saw imagine what he smelled day in day out and then one day Elijah shows up and throws his his mantle a symbolic gesture of the anointing of God guess what God has done for you and I he has poured out his spirit on all of us all of us have received a mantle to do greater things of God. Amen. Elisha receives this mantle, and, and for Elisha, that's the very first time that he has ever probably thought, "Oh my goodness, greater things am I going to do for God?" And what I like to submit to you is this is that, point number one: you've been called. And prepared for greater works. God has been conspiring for the greater works that he'll do through you before you even knew about it. See, the thing is that Elisha's starting point was not really the starting point for God's plan in Elisha's life. Because if you go back in First in, in Kings, you'll find that God has a conversation with Elijah and tells him you're going to anoint this person. Elisha is just day in day out team of oxen. That's what he's doing, but God already has a plan for him. Ephesians two verse ten tells us this. It says, "You are." Who's he talking about? Us. For we are his workmanship. What does that mean, youth? His poema. See, they know. Look at this roll right here. This is the theologians right here. The Greek word is poema. What does that sound like? We are his poema, his workmanship, his mastery, prepared for good works beforehand that we may walk in them. God has been conspiring to rescue us from our sin and then employ us in his kingdom to do the greater works. Amen. You're not in danger of ruining your life you're in danger of wasting it. See, the thing is that most of us will, will avoid taking a risk, avoid doing anything bigger than ourselves for God because, oh, if we, if we do this, I'll be ruined. I'll be so ruined. I'll look like that person in that movie who tried and failed. And so we don't, not because we don't have capacity, but because we have fear. And then we end up wasting the time that God has given us. We're not in danger of, of ruining our life. We're in danger of wasting our life, wasting the life that God has given us. The text says, whoever, truly I say to you, whoever believes in me, whoever. I have a problem with the word whoever. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that whoever believes in him, that, who, who is qualified to be a Whoever. Everyone is qualified to be a whoever. It doesn't say that, that truly, truly, I say to you, the special people with degrees, the ones who look pretty and, and act pretty and say the nice things and have proper grammar and, and, and go to the better Baptist church of God, of the living Christ, of the Holy Spirit, anointed people only. Tabernacle. <clears throat> Holy Catholic Church. Uh, It doesn't say that these special grouping of people, the ones who have uh, a credit rating that is, is approved by Equifax, the ones who went to this school, the ones who come from this family, it says whoever believes in me. That's the only qualifier. Whoever believes in me, not someone who's special, but the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. Point number two, in order to get to greater, you only get to greater by doing. Simple. You're waiting for something deep and and profound. You only get to greater by doing. You only get to greater by doing. A lot of what we do in the American church is that we come and we sit, then we go home and think about it and forget about it on Tuesday. You only get to greater by doing. Believing is always followed by doing. You and I cannot just be hearers of the word. We must also become Doers of the word. You only get to greater by doing. He says, whoever believes in me will also do the things that I'm doing. Believing is followed by doing. We cannot be a people who believe it, think about it, and then muse. Hmm. Hmm. That's deep and profound. God is loving. We're supposed to love our neighbors. Let's think about it. It always cracks me up, like like seriously, like, like you know, oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Oh, it's okay. I've, I've made a vow that pastors are going to be honest. Filter, uh, filter, 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 filter. You're a father now. You can't talk like that. Christians have a code word for I'm not going to do it. Do you know what it's called? I'm going to pray about it. Hey, do you think that you could help out in this area of ministry that's going to bless so many people's lives and people are going to come to the Lord and and fall in love with Jesus simply because you do a simple task that won't take too much of your time, won't cost you a thing? I'll pray about it. I don't know if I'm called to love people. In that capacity. I'll pray about it. And 20 years later, you're still praying about it. And God's like, you know what? I called you to do this greater things. I think I'm going to call and choose this person. Thank you. You'll receive no prize, no reward. It's a whole other teaching for another day. You only get to greater by doing. If you believe it, if you know it, let's start walking in it. As a matter of fact, I'm going, to, I'm going to go to Ephesians 2.10 because I, I, I just, uh, the youth got this a few weeks back and, and it was awesome. Ah, uh, man. It says this, for we are his workmanship. What does it mean? His poema. his poema. Created in Christ Jesus. Who are we created in now? Christ Jesus. For good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should do what? Walk in them. Walking, deep theological thought here. Walking is not a thought. I am walking. I'm walking. I'm walking. How do you like my walk? Now I'm walking. It's an action. You guys with me? Point number three you only get to greater by going deeper. You only get to greater by going deeper. If you read the whole of John chapter 14, what you discover is that there's this great exposition that Jesus starts talking about the Holy Spirit and, 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 and you only get to greater when you go deeper with the Spirit. You only go, get, get to greater when you start getting deeper in your walk with the Lord and in your communion and your time with the Lord. I have never ever seen any fruit produced that came out, out of not having intimacy with God. In order to birth anything, it requires deeper intimacy. So in 2014, I'm going to challenge you to go deeper, to go deeper in your time, your personal time with God, to go deeper in your time with other believers. Like I've said before, we don't do the show. Sunday morning is just a gathering for proclamation, for celebration where we worship. The going deeper part of it takes place when you say, I am going to take an hour of my time this week. Okay, two hours, because it will take you 30 minutes to get there. 30 minutes to get back home, and then an hour to actually do life with other believers. To work out my salvation with fear and trembling with other believers. Did you know that, that when Jesus began his, his ministry on, on earth, that he didn't do it by himself? True story. He called 12 people to walk with him, and for three years, they ate together. They walked together. I am sick and tired, Matt, of people who, who, who think that discipleship is reading a book. Discipleship is you and I doing life with each other, walking together, and seeing each other mess up and not laughing at, about, at, at each other about it. I mean, well, sometimes you got to laugh, but, you know, but only in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Bless you, brother. <laughs> like that. Then it's not sinning. <laughs> but it's walking it out with each other. Working it out with each other. I have discovered that the closer I get to people, the more they tick me off. The more I get to know someone, the more I see their flaws. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Had I known this about you, I'd have probably stayed clear of you. But guess what's happening for them? Oh, my gosh. And he calls himself a pastor. Did you hear what he just said? Because in community group, when you're in a regroup, stuff comes out, man. Come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about in regroups? How many of you have gotten to know someone and you're just like, oh, my Lord. I really believe in the gospel now. Because if God can save them, Nathan, there's a good chance for you, brother. Cause you're a decent person, Matt, whole nother guy. we we'll only get to greater by going deeper, deeper in our personal walk with God, but deeper in our relationships with one another. I have grown more by walking with other people in faith. I have grown more by seeing them work out their struggles, work out their issues, and, and then me work out my issues by them working out my issues with me. You guys with me? Point number, I don't remember what I'm on. Number four, greater works come when we have greater expectation. Greater works come when we have greater expectation. Jesus says this, he says, greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that my Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. I'm going to the Father. Now, that's shorthand for what he's already said prior. In in the beginning of chapter 14, he says, I am going to the Father, and I'm going to prepare a place that where I am, you may also be. I'm coming back for you. Now, the thing is this, that when I, I was a brand new believer, I lived, and I believed, and I walked as if Jesus was coming back on Tuesday. I've lost like half of you. He's coming back Tuesday. That's your date. You're setting a date there, brother. That's that's dangerous. I mean, it was crazy. Like, you know, I see the, the, the sun's rays hit a cloud a certain way, and I'm like, oh my goodness, pull over. Here it is. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna help God out here. Rapture me now. <laughs> it's like, whoa! It's like okay maybe i'm doing it wrong so i'll get on my knees i'm ready lord <laughs> greater works occur when you have greater expectation that christ really is returning soon i when i had that mindset i did not do this whole relational like you know i'm going to wait 20 years just to just walk like a christian in front of this person buy things like a christian i want to actually open up my mouth and say hey brother I've been seeing that you're hurting, and I know the solution to your problem. You need Jesus. And let's talk about it. I want to invite you to church. I want to invite you to my regroup on Tuesday night over at the Williams house because it's awesome. And and when I had that expectation, guess what I started to see more in my life back then? I saw more miracles take place. When someone came up to me and said, hey, I'm suffering from this condition, I was bold enough because I really believed that Jesus could do what he said he would do. And I'd say, let's pray about that headache right now. In the name of Jesus, you are healed. And I'll see healings take place right then and there. I had greater expectation. I really believed that God would do what He said He would do. I really believed that if I ask anything in His name, He'll do it because not because I'm gonna receive glory for it, but because the Father will be glorified by it. You know what that means for you? Can I put it to you in like San Bernardino Riverside County language? It, it literally means that I can ask God to do something for his own street credibility. I'm not asking these miracles for God to to make me look like Benny Hinn or anything like that. Did I say that name? Oh, sorry. I'm asking because it's it's your name that's on the line. I'm believing this because it's your credibility and it's your glory that it's for. Greater happens when you have greater expectation. Can I give you one more? The call for greater is both individual and it is collective. It's for you personally, but it is also for all of us. When we get to this text in 2014, maybe even be this summer, who knows? We're going to understand that this greater works is something that God calls us to on our own but together as a number of people, when we get together, we do more together. So here's what I want you to do in this journey, in this walk together. I want you to lean in, to lean in, plug in. ABCs of relevant are simple, attend, belong, commit. Those three things are basically boiled down to three hours. Attend an hour on Sunday to a worship experience. Attend throughout the week an hour with other believers in our body to work out our salvation together, to work out our faith together. Get engaged for an hour and serve someone in our house or serve in our community in many of the other opportunities we have available for you too. And watch God move. Belong. Belong in a group. We create enough social space and social activities for everyone to be included. Somebody said to me, they said, you know, I feel as if the church has so many little cliques and there's this crowd and that crowd. I'm like, where are they? Because I want to be a part of them. They kind of looked at me, they're like, what are you talking about? I thought you were in the in crowd. I was like, I'm not. Carol Seigen has not invited me to her home for dinner yet. Maybe she has, I don't know. (laughs) belong plenty of opportunities for you to belong lastly commit commit to serving commit to trusting god with your finances by giving commit your life to one another your commitment to god is only as good as your commitment to other brothers and sisters because how will they know that you love god if you can't be committed to anyone else If you need chapter and verse, I'll give you because that's Bible. Jesus said, they'll know that you're my disciples by how you love one another. In his high priestly prayer. God's calling us some really, really cool things. And as the year progresses, we are going to see him move we, we, we said it a few weeks, or actually a few months ago, we said to each other in one of our team meetings, we were like, you know, Christmas, we're going to see over a 1,000 people come through our church and want to give away hundreds of toys to people. And then everybody went home, and I sat in my room and said, how is this going to happen? And if you ask Mirari, she'll tell you. Before every big service, I'll say, do you really think it's going to work out? And she'll say, chill out pastor it's going to work out we got it handled preach good okay because if you don't preach good you're fired it seems as if everything that God calls us every vision that he gives us he accomplishes it and he does it because our hearts are willing to go with him you can't be part of a move of God unless you're willing to move with God. If you want to see greater, I invite you to move with him. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word, for your call for greater things, Lord. Thank you that we get to be a part of your promise, a part of your of your work. Thank you that you did not intend to just simply save us and then take us home to be with you, but you leave us here on earth to accomplish the greater works that you've prepared for us beforehand. Thank you, God, that our lives are not to be wasted, but but you've been conspiring to do good things through each and every one of us individually and collectively as a group, Lord. Thank you, God, that we get to be a part of this, Lord. And God, if there's anyone here who's battling with doubt, battling with questions of capacity, right now, God, I ask that you you'd let them know that it's not about them, it's about you, through them, that you can do it through them. Lord, we're praying and believing for greater marriages, greater finances greater impact in our community, greater walks with you, deeper devotional lives, deeper commitments to one another. May we walk in greater so that people may know that you are greater. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. For more information, visit relevant316.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We hope you have a wonderful day and God bless.